Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 211 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. Well, you guys know the routine. I look up news articles to talk to you guys about, and you guys call in. Uh, or type it out in the chat box if you're feeling shy. Uh, I will try to respond either way. Uh, looks like we got Homelander. Uh, ooh, some new names. Uh, Lauren Ceribi, uh, Jenny. Oh, Juicer. Okay, yeah. So we, we got a uh, got a party now. <sighs> oh, by the way, Juice, thanks for uh, pointing out the fact that I can upload music now um, to play. Uh, I don't uh, have much to upload yet, um, but we will definitely look into finding 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 fun things to do. Juice asked me if I tried it. Well, you tell me, sir. So yes, yes, I did try it out. Um, I'll try to find some other interesting things to use for it, to use it for as well. Um, really, you can't hear anything. Uh, I am definitely making noise, Mister Wolfcastle. He asked if I was making uh, noise. You, the rest of you guys can hear me, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not me, dude. It's you, which is nice for a change. Uh, nobody likes to have technical issues, and the show gets plagued with them occasionally. Um, well, what do you guys want to talk about tonight? Uh, well, while the, uh, while the chat box is nice and low and less people I might offend, uh, I'll tell you something I found out today. This is, uh, matter of fact, I actually sent juice over a message on the OG about, it, I think, uh, somebody unfriend me on Facebook, uh, yesterday, apparently you guys get a couple guesses who. If you guessed Ryan, you were correct, sir. <laughs> I have no clue why. Uh, I went to check something today on Facebook, and he's not. And I just, on a hunch, I went and look, looked at his profile, and I'm not friends with him anymore, which bums me out. I guess I did hurt his feelings. You know, we were joking about that yesterday. I was joking. I was joking. I was saying, oh, maybe I hurt his feelings. Uh, but um, apparently, I did hurt his feelings. <laughs> And dude, I kind of feel like a shit about about it. To be totally honest with you, he's we've we, we've talked about this before. He's never been anything but nice to me. I know he was kind of a dick to me in the show, but that's basically just you know a persona that he was doing. Uh, Icy Mike had recommended that uh, you know being the bad guy sort of thing for the show, and uh, that's all he was doing in that. He's a, he's a good dude, you know. Um, so I, I feel bad that he obviously felt like I you know didn't want to be his friend or I dissed him or something like that clearly does i mean <laughs> so what are you gonna do I guess, I guess you can't be friends with everybody but i all i can say is i feel bad about the situation uh, hopefully he, he sends me a message or something at some point so we can work that shit out yeah well thanks wolfcastle wolfcaster said he didn't think didn't think he saw anything that i posted that should have made anyone upset well just you know true I, believe it or not i tried to live my life not upsetting people uh kind of the entire passive j thing really uh I, I live my life trying to bother other people as little as i possibly can and i certainly never want to offend anybody <clears throat> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Well, Wolf Castle says, you seem quite passive to me. Well, dude, like, there's a reason it's my nickname. They didn't just pull that shit out of thin air. <laughs> I'm a fairly mellow dude. Uh, let's see. We got stuff to talk about. Um, oh, here's a good one. Treasure hunter dug through Yellowstone Cemetery looking for a famous bounty, uh, feds say. Mm-hmm. A treasure seeker was caught digging in a historic cemetery in Yellowstone National Park, the Department of Justice said. Uh, the 52-year-old Utah man was caught digging it in Fort Yellowstone Cemetery between October 1st and May 4th, 2020. That's a pretty big range to say where they caught him digging. Uh, I guess they meant he was doing it a whole bunch of times. Uh, Roderick Dahl Craythorn was indicted on September 16th, 2020 on charges of excavating or trafficking in archaeological resources and injury or depreciation to United States property. That's a mouthful. Uh, Craythorn was allegedly seeking the converted Forest Fen treasure, which has sent thousands of people searching. Some have even died in the pursuit of the treasure. Uh, Forrest Fenn, an art dealer and author from Santa Fe, hid a treasure chest containing gold, rare coins, jewelry, and gemstones somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, the, the Fenn treasure spool spurred a decade-long search. I think someone else found it recently. Um, I think I saw that. Or unless, unless there's someone else that has done it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. They said the collection of gold, rubies, and more was finally found this summer in the Rocky Mountains. So the guy wasn't fucking lying. Uh but I guess that's why he was digging up in there because he apparently thought that that's where the dude had hit it. Um, which is poor thinking, really. Yeah, okay, I guess you guys don't have much to say about that one as well. You guys are still complaining about Ryan. <laughs> uh, oh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, in this life, sometimes there are winners and there are losers, and clearly I'm a winner, so... <laughs> Uh, I make it sound like there's a competition for the show. <laughs> uh, here's a completely different topic. California ordered to have half, 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 cut in half. That's not what they, yeah, there you go. Ordered to cut in half San Quentin population after showing deliberate indifference, a court says. Uh, a state court has ordered San Quentin State Prison to half its uh, in inmate population, which would require transferring or releasing uh, about, about 1,700 inmates. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The ruling from the state's first court of appeals sends a clear message that the officials overseeing San Quentin have not done enough to protect inmates from the coronavirus after a summer outbreak. Uh, we agree that the respondents, uh, the warden and the CDRC, have acted with deliberate indifference and relief is warranted. Hmm. The court ordered officials to reduce the prison's population to 50% of where it stood in June, a figure recommended by a team of experts. Okay, well, where did they send all these people? Apparently, since March, the department has uh, released more than 21,000 prisoners, uh, re resulting in the lowest prison population in decades. Um, yeah, uh, so most of these people are going to get let go because there's not a lot of spots to transfer them to. Uh, I don't know. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Um, I, uh, I'm not a big fan. Uh, I, you know, <sighs> um, those people went to jail for a reason. 
and uh, most of them don't need to be out for a reason. So talking about letting people out just to reduce the prison population seems like uh, not a great idea. I mean, I realize that they have rights too, and you don't want to get them infected any more than anybody else, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just a dick about it, but I don't think that should be a priority. Uh, Juice says, being in California, I don't approve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, for me, it's a kind of, you know, theoretical exercise, you know, a hypothetical situation. You, for you, it's real. These people are getting let out into your back, backyard in Wolf Castle too. Uh, so I imagine you guys can't be happy about people that have been proven that you can't trust to, to do the right thing or being released back out on the street, uh, having just learned a lesson that they don't really have to pay for their actions for the most part. Um, so... I would not be a big fan of that if it was happening by me in the least bit. Uh, I don't want I don't want people to die. And obviously, you know, your, your two to five year sentence shouldn't become a death sentence because you, know, you caught the coronavirus. Uh, but uh, when you commit crimes, you lose some of your rights. And possibly one of the rights that you lose is the right to not get infected by the coronavirus. I mean, sh- you know, shit. Uh, how, how far did I go, I guess? Did they specify what type of offenses? Uh, you know what? Let's look. Um, da, 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 da. No, I'm not seeing anything about that. Uh, one of the things that they pointed out was that the... Because uh, they pointed out that the San Quentin houses many inmates of convicted of serious violent offensive. About 30% of the prison's inhabitants are serving life sentences. Um, so they have like 3,400 inmates in- incarcerated right there, and they need to cut that in half, which they'll call it like 1,600, 1,700 uh, uh, prisoners that need to be moved someplace or released. You would assume that the uh, death people on the death row are not getting uh, released. They're going to get moved or not moved at all. And, you know, just move people in other areas. Um, or, you know, uh, Drew says probably, probably nonviolent offenses. I don't know. Uh, San Quentin, I, I guess you can go to prison, prison for nonviolent offenses as well. Um, But uh, I wouldn't assume, I would assume most of the people in prison are for violent offenses. No, I guess not. That's not true. I guess you could steal a, a car nonviolently or, you know, break in their house while they're not there, burglary, and, you know, and get a, a catch a five-year sentence for thief, for stealing, you know, without it being a violent crime. Luckily, I've never been to jail or prison. That's one of the few experiences I'm glad I, I haven't experienced because <laughs> I've seen a lot of those uh, prison documentary-style shows. I, I enjoyed uh, quite a few of them uh, while I was, when I had cable. Um, and it, it convinced me of, uh, of two things. One, I don't want to be a prison guard. Uh, <laughs> that looks like a, a hard, shitty job. Um, and I certainly don't want to be in a prison. Uh uh, it's ironic the, the before I started watching all the shows, I didn't realize there were significant differences between jail and prison. Um, <clears throat> jail is obviously where people who have not uh, had their day in court are who can't afford bail and of, and people that have been sentenced to a year or less for things in general. They normally serve that in, in jail for sentences over a year. That's when you go to prison and, uh, 
which would make you think prison would be the more dangerous place. Uh, but I guess, you know, in a lot of cases, jail is actually worse uh, because it's not set up for a long time. So you don't have a lot of the privileges and, you know, and uh, amenities that a prison actually has. Plus you're um, mixed in with a large group of people. You might have somebody in there for drunk driving, you know, as a bunkmate with someone who killed four people uh, where uh, once you get your sentence, you normally get sent to like a more appropriate place for what your crime is. So um, while I certainly don't want to spend time in either, uh, it seemed like jail could actually be a lot more chaotic place than sometimes. Um, In other ways, prison obviously is a lot worse. Uh, The, prisoner interactions are a lot different because a lot of people are in there for, for a long time, you know, uh, once in jail, it's a, a mix of people moving in and out quite a bit. Um, in prison, you might have to deal with your cellmate for fucking 20 years, which puts a big, a big spin, different spin on best friends. Um, and like I said, I'm just glad I've never, uh, committed a crime worthy of uh, going to jail or prison. Uh, all of my uh, crimes were ra- rather minor. <laughs> Uh, you know, stuff like, oh, I accidentally speeded or, or shit like that. I think I, uh, I think I used to ring in doorbells when I was 12 with friends of mine and run away. Yeah, we were, we were rebels. <laughs> yeah. And Homelander said some people get sentenced to, to time in jail. Yeah, you're right. But uh, I, I believe that's normally for a year or less. Uh, I, I assume a judge could do that differently if they uh, wanted to. But I was just going by generally what I saw on those shows. Oh, Wolfcastle says doorbell ditching means I'm going to hell. Uh, that's a bummer, man. I've worked so hard to stay out of there. It's okay. I don't I don't believe in hell. It's. <laughs> I had a conversation with somebody like that once. They were like, do you believe in Jesus? I'm like, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't believe in Jesus. Well, then you're going to hell. I'm like, well, if, if I don't believe in Jesus, what makes you think I believe in hell? Uh, you go to hell. You're the one that made it up. Fucking, I'm, I'll be fine. Ah. <laughs> Watch me be totally wrong. I die and fucking, I pop ups in some sort of afterlife. And I look like the fool now you know, when I, when I've uh, been any during my entire life, I was either indifferent to openly mocking religion, depending, depending on what kind of mood I was in. And, uh, Die and find out it's all fucking true. And yeah, now I'm uh, in some minor version of hell because I didn't do anything particularly bad, but I didn't, you know, say the right things to the big guy when you were praying and all that good shit. And it, it wouldn't be horrible if it was a really petty thing like that when it was like, yeah, uh, there was an exact religion and you had to do all that shit all correct to go to heaven. So you could be a good person and you just happen to have a bad instruction manual, so to speak, <laughs> you know, you, that uh, you, you go to hell for it. Yeah. Uh, I hope I can't believe it'd be like that. As, as I mentioned, I'm agnostic to uh, atheist, depending on which way the wind's blowing. And uh, so I'm definitely not the organized religion for the most part. Um, but that, you know, that, that, that's part of it. There's all the, there's a whole bunch of different organized religions out there, and they can't all be right. <laughs> there's some pretty significant differences in some of them, uh, so, and they can't all be right. So some of them, most of them, have, they all have to be wrong except for one, right? That's what all the fighting's about for the most part. Everyone can mention that their version of this shit's the correct one, and everyone else's version is wrong. <sighs> Anyways, I don't like talking about religion. What else we got to talk about today? You guys, asshole, you assholes can call in if you feel like it. I'm, 
you know, it's not like I'm being greedy about mic time. I don't really have to do the entire show by myself. A 73-year-old in Colorado was fined more than $1,000 after her pet deer gored a woman walking her dog. <laughs> uh, Tynette Housley, 73, has been fined $1,098 after a deer she legally raised in her home gored one of her neighbors. Uh, the neighbor, who is now recovering after after hospitalization, was walking her dog when the deer attacked her on Friday, uh, Colorado Parks and Wildlife said in a statement about the incident. Uh, the deer has been euthanized, and delicious, by the way, and CPW cited Housley on misdemeanor charges of illegal possession of wildlife and illegally feeding wildlife. <sighs> yeah, the neighbor told CPW that the deer, who had been living on Housley's property, started following her in the neighborhood before running toward her and attacking. She said the deer knocked her to the ground, threshing its ankle antlers and ankles, I imagine, and gored her. The terrifying attack went on several minutes as the victim tried to run to her neighbor's house and then to her own home. Repeatedly, the deer knocked her down and gored her. The deer even continued to attack as she frantically opened her garage door, relented only when she ran between two cars in the garage. <laughs> the woman was hospitalized overnight and was cut on her head, cheek, legs, and uh, her head, cheek, and legs during the attack. So basically, she was fucking fine. <laughs> Let's see. The officer euthanized the deer and took it to a lab in Fort Collins where the technicians found the deer's stomach contained out-of-season foods. Uh, the deer was also tested for rabies and other diseases. Um, well, yeah, it's out-of-season foods. You're fucking... It's, it's someone's pet. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they charged her a $1,000 fine. And she was also warned about processing wildlife without a license. Uh and I guarantee you, as soon as they leave, she's going to go find some other piece of wildlife to uh, adopt. You know, she's a 73-year-old lady. They don't give a shit. I can I can tell you from certain authority that little old ladies uh, don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> uh, one of the uh, members at the country club I work at uh, was a smoker. And, and she was in her, like, late 80s, um, maybe even early 90s at this point, although she got around pretty good. And... She had this thing where she'd have dinner or lunch here uh, at the club, and on her way out, she would take pick up, take out a cigarette and light it while she's in the hallway walking out of the club. So she'd be walking right past me, puffing her cigarette. And uh, one of the other members said something to her once. They were like, "What are you doing?" She goes, "Ah, it's, yeah, it's harder to light it outside." <laughs> and there's like they said, and they said. Margaret or I, you know, whatever her name was. I can't even remember what her uh, first name was at this point, just her last name, which I can't tell you. Uh, but we'll call it Margaret. They said, Margaret, aren't you afraid of getting kicked out of the club? And she's like, bah, I'll be dead through the, before the paperwork even goes through on that. So, which I always thought was uh, an awfully, uh, interesting way to look at it. She figured, you know, there's not a chance that she'd make it long enough before them to even process the paperwork. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's a lot of fun. We, I, I, I got a couple old ladies uh, that were uh, that are like in their late eighties to early nineties. They're still a lot of fun. It, it's hard watching some of them because you know some of them lose their facilities pretty uh, pretty fast. Um, but some of them are just fine. A lot of it depends on how, how active they are. One of my uh, one of my members, she's in her early nineties and she's always joking and uh, and she has been since. So, so God, even the first time I met her, she was like uh, let's see ninety three eighty three. 
like in her mid to late seventies, like 16 years ago. And, uh, I think I've told you the story before she came up to me and said, you know, well, she says, Oh, you're new here. I'm like, I'm like, yes, ma'am. Uh, and, uh, keep in mind, this is a, uh, predominantly Jewish country club and she herself is Jewish. <laughs> so she said, well, keep one thing in mind. This is a great place. She goes, yes. She goes, yeah. The only bad thing about this place is all the fucking Jews. And then she turned around and walked off. Needless to say, uh, I'm glad she walked off because I had no clue how to respond to that. Uh, I had no clue that she was uh, at, such a joker. She's well, she's well known about you know being funny and making jokes like that. Uh, she's always fucking basically dogging out the rest of the members. She's like, oh, these cheap fucks. They shouldn't. There's, they're not paying you nearly what they should pay you. And over in the locker room, your your wife doesn't get as many tips as she should have. Those. <laughs> she goes, I always make sure I tip her, even though I don't have a lot of money anymore. And which is true, she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't have a, a lot of money anymore. Her husband uh, had a lot of money. Uh, he actually, I think I can tell you this because I don't think it's, I think it's general enough that it's not a big deal. Her husband owned a shitload of bowling alleys. And uh, so when he, when he passed away, she owned a shitload of uh, bowling alleys. Uh, unfortunately, she was not a business person. So she basically just held on to those bowling alleys uh, for decades in, until bowling fell out of favor. And uh, she stopped making money on any of them and couldn't pay for, you know, like taxes or this and the other and basically lost it all, uh, which is a shame because if, you know, anybody with it, that cared about her all and had a little bit of financial sense would have sold the uh, fucking bowling alleys 30 years ago, you know, back, back when they were still worth quite a bit of money. Uh, the only reason this lady is actually a, a member is because she's been a member so long that her her dues are pretty much nothing. Uh, after you've been a, a, a uh, when you first start uh, as a membership at a country club, your dues are high for a whole bunch of reasons. One, there's your starting uh, base, which is uh, you know a, a fairly high number, but then you also have to pay things like past assessments and like you know they date it back like the anything like the 2005 renovation or this that and the other. So there's all these other extra things that you have to pay. Um, and as you become a member longer and longer, some of those things get paid off and never come back. So then you basically you get dropped down to another fairly high number still uh, until you go into like senior status. Once you're a senior, uh, when I think that means you have to have been a, a, a member of the club for 30 years, um, you uh, your rates go down. And then if, after you've been a member of a club, I want to say like 40 years, they put you in the super senior uh, uh, status. And by that point, you're really only paying a couple hundred dollars a month. Uh, it's, it's not a lot of money. So a lot of our, um, we're not a lot, but we, we do have a couple few old female members who don't have a lot of money anymore. Cause you know, uh, various reasons, quite similar to the story. I told you about the one lady, uh, we're only members cause it doesn't cost them hardly anything at all. <laughs> and then there's a couple that, uh, have a shitload of money. I'm like a lot of money. Like their, their husband passed away and they, and they, you know, Holy, I can't, I can't tell you anything about this one at all. Cause you'd be able to figure it out pretty easy. Uh, but there's one lady who, uh, has a shitload of money and she, her dues are like a fucking $111 a month because, because her, her husband who passed away had been a member since like the forties or some shit like that. <laughs> um, and she's almost never there. Um, I had someone ask me, he's like, I don't even know why she's a member. She only comes in like twice a year. I'm like, have you seen what her dues are? She can afford them. <laughs> Uh, ah, shit. Homeland. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
Homelander said the lady that said uh, the Jewish people suck thought I was Jewish. You know what? I don't, I don't know if some of them do think I'm Jewish or not. I, I certainly have the hair for it, I suppose, and I, I have a large nose. So some people tell me I think I look like I'm Jewish. I'd be the world's tallest Jew, I imagine. Uh, I've often, I kind of worry about that, too, because um, as a location that has a lot of rich Jewish people, um, they try to keep the club very low-key because they don't want publicity. Uh, they don't want uh, any kind of media or anything like that. That's why they don't have PGA tournaments there, even though they have a PGA uh, quality course. Um, and I certainly agree with that because you tell the, the wrong people that there's a whole bunch of rich rich and influential Jewish people at a certain spot at any given time. Also, that might be a target. And when someone comes busting into my front door with a bomb and an AK-47, they're not going to believe me when I leap up and go, I swear I'm not fucking Jewish. <laughs> I'm going to be the first one that gets it. It's going to be me. Well, okay, maybe a, a valet out front might get it first before I do, but I'll be number two for sure. Oh, hello, Passive Jay's dog. Hey, Dad. Yeah, what's up? Have you seen my favorite chew toy? No, no. I, 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 I lost it. I can't find it, Dad. I think it's under the couch again. I don't know. I have like 30. Yeah, I'm looking for my 30. favorite one. Oh, shit. Which uh, one? Which color the, was it? The fat Dalton one. <laughs> the fat Dalton one. You mean a big green pig? Yeah. And you call it Dalton? <laughs> have you seen that one? Uh, no, no. That, that, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's, that's in your basket. It, might, uh, you know, it should be in your basket by the TV. Okay. Hey, Dad. Yeah. I'm hungry. Oh well, there's food in your dish. You are. You already got your ride. You're, you're hey, guys, he's starving me. Oh, you know he's what? He's starving me. You're right. I forgot to give you your dental treat. Son <gasps> of a bitch. I can't believe you guys haven't come in and bugged me about that. Holy shit! Wow. OG, guys, an OG. He's starving me. I only <laughs> oh, eat twice a day. Oh fuck! There's always food in that dish. We're probably making you fat. You don't look fat. You, you don't look fat. You're just stocky and shit. But I, you know, we probably. You know, my wife has this thing where she doesn't want them to go hungry. So basically, whenever hey, the dish is empty, they put she puts more in. Hey, Dad. Uh huh. What's up? Can I watch TV? You're watching TV right now with Mom. She's watching episodes of Angel. Yeah, uh, but I want to watch Cats. You want to watch Cats? The movie yeah. or the musical? The movie, the stupid one. Oh yeah, yeah! Holy the fuck, that looked bad. Holy fuck, that looked bad. I mean, can you go to Redbox and get it for me? Redbox, holy fuck! What? <laughs> I that would that one I never understood. I, I guess that's I guess that's a you know um not my genre because uh you know Redbox came out and I'm like Redbox, fucking everyone's streaming everything. Why would you go fucking get a D DVD? Who even has a DVD player now? <laughs> uh, hey, Dad. Yeah, what's up? Uh, I want some company. Can you call somebody over to the house? Uh, no, you know, we can't have people over. Lulu's not good with, uh, with uh, <sighs> people. Well, I want, you know, get, can you invite somebody tenor? Oh yeah. Well, I, if, yeah, I don't know. I wanna, uh, why? I want to bite the fuck out of him. <laughs> you want to bite the fuck? <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe I'm talking to the wrong dog. Maybe this is Lulu. Lulu loves to bite people. Uh, that's, it's, uh, we ha we have to warn people when we come in. When we I come don't in, bite, like, but I want to bite that fucker right in the face. No, Sadie doesn't bite. She's a good girl. Lulu bites. 
Um, I know I don't. Well, he was being an asshole yesterday, Dad. <laughs> I have it on good authority that he was drunk off his ass. <laughs> that makes sense. No, no, okay. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you. I'll be in bed again. All it's right. only like fucking six o'clock. <laughs> I know. I know. I go to bed early. I'm a little wussy. You gotta get up and work out, man. No, I, I take that back. You're not. I love you, Dad. Okay. Right. I'll see you. Be you good, in a dog. Right, okay. Bye. bye. <laughs> um, I don't know who's doing a, a Wolf Castle asked if someone was doing a fight companion tomorrow. Uh, for those people that are new, uh, this show occasionally does a fight companion for UFC fights. Uh, it's out of season for me. I can only do it on my off season, but uh, other people that listen to the show often pick one up. So tomorrow after you're done with the show, make sure you look around. Uh, Sly Dog has done them before. I believe the Juicer has uh, done shit as well. I think Homelander might have even uh, done something before. Uh, so just look for anything Fight Companion related uh, and join in. It's always a good time. Um, once December rolls around, I will pr- try to do some as well with you guys. <laughs> anyway, yeah, my dog wanted to know if you guys like that new bit, by the way. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, uh, I was kind of expecting Tommy, uh, Tom to, um, call in by now. He wasn't here last week either. I wonder if he's done doing the, uh, uh, MAGA report that he was doing every week. I don't know. Since I don't do political stuff, uh, maybe he doesn't feel like he has anyone to talk to about it. Uh, Ryan was good for that, at least doing a counterpoint and, you know, and then talking about the MMA stuff. So, yeah, at this point, we would normally be doing MMA picks, uh, but uh, I don't see any point in doing them by myself. So if someone ends up calling in, we'll do that kind of thing, especially if it's someone that's on the uh, MMA league with us. But other than that, we, we're not going to bother with it. Uh, let's see. Looking for other things to talk about. Okay, we talked about the stupid-ass deer attack. Who would want a deer as a fucking pet anyways, really? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good pet. I don't know. Um Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, people often have all kinds of weird pets, like llamas and llamas and goats and sheep. And, you know, and I'm, I'm not talking like livestock. Like I understand people having cows and goats and things like that for the things they produce. Um, but when they're pet animals, uh, I don't know. I just never been around one for at a uh, any length of time. So I don't know what kind of pets they make. Um, to me, if it's not something you can cuddle on the couch with, with it's not really a pet. <laughs> anyways let's see what else we got today fellas well yeah the show's halfway done yay <laughs> i shouldn't feel that way about it you know i should be sad that the uh um show's already halfway done uh let's see amc networks look to erase 8.6 million verdict in walking dead stepman's death oh okay uh AMC Networks urged a Georgia appeals court on Thursday to erase an 8.6 million jury verdict in the death of the Walking Dead stuntman John Burnecker. Uh, Burnecker died July 20 July in July of 2017 after a 21 foot fall from a balcony. Uh, last December, a jury found AMC's corporate en- entity TWD8 and its production company Stalwart Films liable in his death. Um, the defendants appealed to a third division of Georgia Court of Appeals, arguing that Burnecker should have been considered an employee, not an independent contractor. Uh, 
that would have forced Burnecker's parents to go through Georgia's workman's compensation system rather than giving getting a civil judgment. Huh. Um, I guess the uh, here's the two points of argument. Uh, clearly, Mr. Burnecker assumed the risk of his injuries, said David Dial, arguing for the applicants. He's trained, in fact, to assume the risk, and he assumed the risk. Uh, the other guy uh, argued that Burnecker's contract repeatedly referred to him as an employee and that the lower court should have relied on that in settling the issue. So... I don't know what you guys think about that. I guess I guess it's uh, any uh, company's. Uh, oh shit, we got a caller. Sorry about that, boss. What is up there, boss? Hmm. Oh, what's up, everybody? I haven't called in a long fucking time, but you know what? It's uh, my actual day off, so I want to say what's up, Passive J. What's, what's up, up, OG home? Chat? <laughs> what's up, Homeboy eighty eight? Yeah, I haven't talked hey. to you in a long time. <laughs> That's right, and you yeah. know what? Since uh, I heard a lot of my friends, quote unquote friends, have been, you know, calling in and shit. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, could I promote my Halloween show? Oh, shit. You get a Halloween show. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Promote, promote away, sir. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Uh-huh. Coming soon to a theater near you. Well, a podcast, whatever. My podcast. It's haunting. It's terrifying. It's outrageous. It's the Homeboy 88 Halloween Special, featuring songs like this one, Michael Myers' Trap Music, (laughs) True Frightening Stories, The History of Halloween, a.k.a. All Hallows' Eve, that's how I like to say it, Pastor Jay, Ghouls, (laughs) Goblins, Ghosts, Gangsters, Gremlins, Gagoosh, not for the faint of heart, so be on the lookout for a psychopath attacking your ear holes. It's the Homeboy 88 Halloween special coming soon, motherfuckers. <laughs> well, there you go, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm into this. I'm into this plan. Yeah, let's do this shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Gonna... I'll record it, you know, it'll yeah. be on my I'll, fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everyone's gonna everyone's gonna download it and listen to it. It'll be an annual thing. You know. God damn, uh, it's already I'll, the I'll, I'll make it a tradition. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't have a lot of time to set it up really, yeah. No, um, I have I have a bunch of shit already, like the music and shit and sound effects, but <laughs> I gotta get some other shit together. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. It'll be a tradition. <laughs> I'll listen to it every Halloween from now on. Um just like, just like my tradition to listen to uh, Alice's Restaurant every Thanksgiving. Are you familiar with that song? Uh, no, but I'll okay, tell you yeah. this. Uh-huh. W- what shouldn't be a tradition, and yeah. I don't know, you got a lot of people in the chat, is fucking Charlie Brown's uh, fucking Great Pumpkin. Hey, Charlie Brown, Great Pumpkin, go fuck yourself. Well, <laughs> That's the I worst have... cartoon. <laughs> oh, I have great news for you, sir. Because they have announced for the first time in 40 years or however long it is, they will not be showing It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, uh, this year. You know why? What's that? Because it fucking sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Oh, man. Charlie I Brown's know it's tradition, and mm-hmm. I know, but come on, bro. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Leave that shit in the past. You think fucking bell-bottom pants are good, too? Come on. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, if you were only wear them once a year, I suppose it's okay. I guess. Yeah. Well, here's, you know, I, I have sentimental value to, I, I'm clearly mm. not going to be watching it, but I do remember when I was a kid, every year I wanted to watch those, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter what it was, all the specials, like, uh, the, uh, the Rudolph, the red nose reindeer special oh, that was good. stuff. Uh, I'll, uh, but also the Charlie Brown stuff, like, you know, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving one or the, or the Halloween one or the one where they, you know, uh, raft down a river and almost die. Um, <laughs> I wanted so, uh, to get the the transformer that turned into a gun, the villain. Remember mm-hmm. that one? And oh, stick yeah. it in my mouth and blow my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> my brothers felt how how you felt. They, every year they'd be pissed off that I'd ask that I'd want to watch that and my mom would let me watch them because oh, you know, it's only one day a year. And they're like, We it's the same thing we watched fucking last year. It didn't <laughs> it didn't change any. No, I yeah. listen, I get it. it's tradition. It's just the quality of it. It was kind of boring, man. To be it's honest, kind of boring. even well, as a yeah, kid, I, mean, I right. was like, "Fucking give me something good, bro." Right? Where's the Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas? Where's all the good ones? Oh, they're not here yet. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of yeah. uh, in a lot of ways, yeah. It's amazing. Get the fuck out of here. Well, it's amazing when people talk about technology advancing and how it changes your life. People think about the big things like electric cars and jet airplanes and things like that. They Mm -hmm. don't think about little things like the fact that visual technology has reached a point where your kids can actually have realistic looking cool shit. Uh, Back back in our day, it was like, you know, crudely drawn cartoons at best. Okay, do me a favor. Watch it again and tell me if it was great writing, bro. Well, I know you. I can't speak on that. People thought differently <laughs> back then. Go watch some. Go watch some t- uh, TV and movie shows from like the fifties, and you're like, God damn, real people wrote this shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I love Lucy. Was the shit. You can still watch that and laugh your ass off. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That was great. That was great comedy writing, or. Um, Oh no, there's some good shows. Uh, fucking, uh, you know what's a good show? And everybody can think I'm gay. I don't give a fuck. The Golden Girls, bro. Oh yeah, that was a good show. That's some good shows. Oh, Juice pointed out the uh, the reason we're not going to get to see uh, uh, the Great Pumpkin is because Apple uh, TV purchased the rights to all the uh, Peanuts shit, so it will be available on the streaming service <laughs> for free. But not, but not. Uh, it's not going to be broadcast on TV Apple. anymore. Yeah. I know. The only reason just... I got Apple once was was to watch the Beastie Boys uh, documentary because oh, yeah. it was on oh, Apple, cool. but I got the yeah. free trial. Right. And then right, right after that, I canceled that shit. Yeah, there's too many fucking streaming services out there now. You know, um, I don't even think yeah. we, I need all the ones I have. You know, and I don't even fucking have a Hulu. Apple. Who watches Hulu? Who has I'm Hulu? Not, I have Hulu. My wife, my wife watches oh, it. <laughs> uh, I have Hulu. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I have Hulu, I have Netflix, I have Amazon Prime, and I have Disney Plus. Disney Plus, The Mandalorian comes out October thirtieth, maybe the same day. The Homeboy, eighty fucking fuck. <laughs> the same day that the Homeboy eighty eight Halloween special comes out, featuring songs like this one. Oh, I already said that. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> shit. 
Um, yeah, I, I, Hulu's got some stuff, good stuff into it. Disney Plus, uh, The Mandalorian's pretty good. Plus, I like having all the Marvel movies available at my fingertips. I own like a th- more than half of them, anyways, but it's a lot easier just to watch them on that instead of firing up the old PS4 and like throwing in a Blu ray. And then, of course, uh, there's also the um, over-the-air stations, which uh, I I watch a little bit of because I like watching local news in them sometimes. I don't get a chance to do it when, that often because um, I get up way before my wife, so I don't want to run the TV and wake her up. But our days off, I like to sit with her for a little while and watch the local, muse, no, local news in the morning and see what's going on around my neighborhood. And then as soon as it goes into any type of national news, I turn that shit off because I don't care and I don't want to hear about it. Just what's going on in my little uh, stretch of the woods. Jay, what do you think about Kebab missing weight? Kebab didn't miss weight uh, from what I understand. Oh, oh, and the USC covered it up. I saw a little bit about that. I didn't have time to research it. Um, where people were talking about that they uh, that the needle wasn't done moving when they, when they declared his weight at 155 and he got off. Uh, I have not seen that footage, so I can't speak about that. Um, I don't know. I, I tend not to believe like, these conspiracy theory things where like, oh, this is that, you know, and the UFC covered it up. I mean, I suppose it's possible, but um, I, I, I don't know. I, I doubt it. Oh, Paul Miller says his dad pays for... Uh, Hulu and I pay for ESPN, and so it doesn't make sense to make this add Disney to the package. Uh, oh, well, you know, uh, I think it's about the same price, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Hulu's got some good stuff into it. Like, uh, I was able to watch uh, the first couple seasons of um, Rick and Morty because of that. Um, it's uh, it's also decent for catching up on some TV shows uh, that are current if you don't have cable anymore. If you have cable, there's really not point much point in having Hulu, really. It's mostly just for catching shows that you, that you would be able to catch there anyways. And Burdock saying it happened. Uh, as I mentioned, I have not seen the footage yet, so I, I can't reliably speak on it until I watch it. Um, I didn't see any kind of real fuss to, uh, on social media about it yet. Uh, I mean, on social media, yet, but like from a, a news source, uh, let me go to my news for all things MMA, a bloody elbow. See if they get anything about it at all. Um, nah. Yeah, they're they're not featuring anything on it. Maybe tomorrow. Sometimes they're a little bit uh, slow to catch up with some of that shit. A bloody elbow is an SJW website. I don't know what that means. You mean like Social Justice Warrior website? Uh, I, I don't, I also still don't know what that means as far as how would, how it would, uh, apply to an MMA site. Um, uh, they, they haven't tried to tell me who to vote for. So, uh, but I actually like them better than most other websites. Uh, MMA junkie is another good one. Uh, but it's mostly the same art. It's mostly the same things on both of them, just different variations of it. Anyway, let's see what else we got to talk about. <laughs> no, we don't want to talk about that. That's sad. Um, don't want to talk about that. Oh, first look. See photos of the giant pool coming to Las Vegas Circa Resort and Casino. <laughs> and this is uh, would have uh, 
Yeah, apparently on October 28th, Circa Resort and, Resort and Casino will open to visitors. And this is going to be on Fremont Street, which is in downtown uh, Las Vegas. Uh, so this means guests will have access to the resort's properties, giant temperature-controlled destination pool. It's called Stadium Swim. And it's a highly anticipated aquatic environment center, including a huge screen that will be open 365 days a year. Uh, and I'll have to describe this to you since you can't see the pictures of it. Uh, it's, but it looks, it looks pretty cool, actually. I don't know how, how successful it's going to be considering, you know. Uh, well, anyways, uh, but the first thing you see entering Stadium Swim is the giant 135-foot screen overlooking the pools. Uh, this is where guests will be able to catch the biggest games on game day uh, poolside. Uh, the multi-tiered wet space will have six pools and two spas covering 15,756 square feet. Uh, each body of water will have a different temperature, ranging from 78 to 94 degrees. Uh, and depending on weather conditions, uh, fifth-level pools will be heated at 104 degrees uh, on colder days. Uh, lounge areas will include... 30 cabanas and super cabanas. I don't know what makes uh, the difference between a regular cabana and a super cabana. They don't really show pictures of that. Uh, that but the super cabanas can hold up to 25 guests. I guess it's just a larger cabana. Uh, nearby will be 340 chase lounges, 38 day beds, and eight poolside boxes available for hotel guests and visitors to rent. Neat. Uh, Stadium Swim VI experience, excuse me, VIP experience, uh, comes with tableside service, dedicated servers, towel refreshment, and luxury couches. Uh, Stadium Swim will be open seven days a week, excluding closures for private events. Uh, the pool deck can be rented out for special events, meetings, and parties. And it looks pretty cool, by the way, guys. Um, along with Circa Resort guests, anyone 21 and older staying at the D Las Vegas and the Golden Gate Hotel and Casino will be able to access Stadium Swim for free and enjoy the pools for one hour before it opens to the public. Uh, for, stays, for guests not staying at those hotels, there will be a fee to enter. That looks kind of cool. Um, I've been to Las Vegas twice, but it was in January both times. So it wasn't swimming weather. So I don't know how popular pools are. And like, I didn't even check, you know, any of the out, any of the pool areas for any of the hotels. So, um, but that is pretty cool. I'd be interested. I'm not much of a swimmer, but that sounds like a lot, like a good time. Or maybe not, not, not I think about it because it'll probably be filled with people. And, uh, that's a lot of space to be filled with a lot of people. And I don't like swimming with other people. Um, or even being around other people for the most part. So, so what am I talking about? It probably wouldn't be a good time for me at all. It'd probably be a bad time. Uh, let's see. Well, that's neat. You know, um, I like Fremont Street. I've, uh, as I mentioned, I've been to Vegas twice. The first time I stayed on the Strip. Uh, the second time I stayed uh, in on Fremont Street downtown. And uh, I actually like Fremont Street better. It's not as flashy and and you know high, and high end and shit as like most of the casinos down in the on the Strip. But I like how ever it was more compact. Everything was easier to walk to. You know, um, the casinos were small, smaller, obviously, and hotels were smaller, obviously. Uh, but there's still a couple few of them there. Like, uh, let's see, I stayed at the the Fremont Hotel actually, which is what the native street's named after. Across the street from me was um, the Four Queens, I think it was. Yeah, and then a little bit down from there, there was the um, the D. Um, like literally like another 30 or 40 feet down. Um, 
And then across the, the intersection, there was a couple more. So I want to say like there were six or seven and they just opened another one. So there was like eight casinos literally within walking distance. And I know people say you can walk on the strip, uh, but uh, those, uh, those hotel properties are so goddamn big. You know, it could take you like a couple of few minutes just to walk past one of them. To, um, when we were stayed there on the strip for my honeymoon, we stayed at the MGM grand, which is a big ass fucking casino. You know, we, we enjoyed staying there, but it take you like 15 minutes just to get from your, uh, uh, hotel room to the buffet. I mean, there's a lot of walking involved. And, uh, one day we decided to do a little bit of exploring. And, uh, if you're not familiar with uh, the strip, a lot of the hotels are basically connected to each other. You don't even really need to go outside. Uh, they have like, so, um, MGM Grand was connected to the New York, New York. So we walked over there and did some gambling and decided we were going to do a little exploration. Uh, then from the New York, New York, we crossed a covered bridge across the street to the Excalibur, I think it was. Uh, and that was kind of neat. Uh, and then the Excalibur uh, connected to the Luxor, which is like a big pyramid. It, that was really cool. I, w- I wouldn't mind staying there sometime. Uh, and then the Luxor... Uh, connected to the Mandalay Bay uh, casino, I believe it was. And the Mandalay Bay c- casino connected to fucking something. But at that point, we realized we'd walked way too fucking far. <laughs> and we turned around and went back. And then we were done because you know, both of our feet and legs were cashed out for the rest of the day. Homelander says he got propositioned by a stripper hooker on Fremont Street. <laughs> so it had that going for it. <laughs> uh Oh, he said he said he hadn't been uh, there since 2003, but uh, Fremont Street sucked then. Um, I don't know. I had a good time there. Uh, <laughs> and yes, I got propositioned as well. Uh, but no, I'm married, so I don't. Uh, I wasn't interested in that shit. Besides, certainly, I'm not interested in one that wasn't as good looking as my wife. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it is kind of a seedier area compared to the strip. But looking at the strip lately, I've I've saw like a whole bunch of shootings and fights and shit going on there lately. So it doesn't seem like it's much better anymore. Uh now the room I had in the in the Fremont Hotel was fucking horrible. Um uh it, it just like really faded and like, ah, uh, this doesn't look um sanitary. Mostly because it stank like an ashtray. It was a, it was actually a smoking room. Which I uh I picked on purpose because I figured that let me get away with smoking pot in there. <laughs> uh, pot is recreationally legal in Las Vegas, but excuse me, there's very pl- few places where you can actually smoke it. It's not allowed. You can't lo- you can't smoke it in public, um, and you're not allowed to smoke in hotel rooms, as it turns out. But I was hoping since I was in a smoking room, I could take preparations and things like that, and you know uh, I wouldn't get in trouble for it. And knowing I didn't get out, I didn't get kicked out, but I did see a, uh, a service fee on my credit card after that. I figured that's actually what that came from. So, which is fair enough. You know, um, I, I took the risk, uh, but the weird thing is it wasn't the full amount that the, like, I think they said the, on your thing that if, you know, if there's marijuana smoking, it's like a $500, uh, cleaning fee or something like that. And I think I saw like a hundred dollar fee on my char- on my, uh, card after that. So I called it a, a good deal and moved on. <laughs> oh fuck sorry i got an itch anyways uh so uh both times i went to vegas it was a good time both um both times the main reason i went to was to go visit my friend roxy uh, and then to let the wife do a little bit of gambling uh, as i mentioned i'm not much of a gambler myself but my wife likes it and as long as we're not losing tremendous sums of money i don't mind you know uh, whatever makes her happy 
and I don't dislike gambling. Like it's, it's not bad, uh, pumping money into a slot machine for a couple hours and hoping you're going to hit big. Uh, I don't have a ton of fun cause I'm always thinking about the money that's slowly being drained away. <laughs> you know, cause when I walk in a casino, I'm like, okay, well we're basically going to throw away a couple hundred dollars, <laughs> you know, three or four hours later or however long it is before we're done. We'll, we, we will, uh, have no more money and you know, whatever we brought with us will be gone. So it's, it's kind of hard having fun like that, but I, I try to, cause yeah, I know there is a, at least a small chance that you'll buck the odds that day and get, and get a good, uh, a jackpot or some shit like that but she enjoys it quite a bit she she does she actually uh plays on like a, a lottery site uh, for uh michigan state lottery where it's a uh sorry i get a horrible itch uh where like she plays games and it costs her like a nickel a game or some shit like that and she'll be like oh i won 25 cents so um it's not exactly high stakes if it makes her happy that's whatever she'll burn like 20 dollars a month on it or some shit like that Oh, Juice wanted to know what I thought about the dude that imperson- impersonated Macy B. Uh, was that a, a bit of a creepy troll attempt? Uh, yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, she said she did it because, you know, I, it became obvious I didn't know who Macy B. was. But uh, well, that's why. I, but as I pointed out, I know exactly who Macy B. B. is. Obviously, I didn't think it was her. <laughs> you guys are like, that's Macy B. I'm like, I severely doubt that shit, man. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, she's more than welcome to call into the show, uh, if she wants to, but I really doubt that's the actual Macy B who just happened to wander into the, uh, into the pod bean, uh, my pod bean show, like a, a couple days after Roxy beat her. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. And juice is saying it was a dude. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. I pretty much assume everyone's dudes <laughs> when, uh, you know, when someone says I'm a girl, I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, you got to prove it to me. Otherwise I'm just going to kind of assume you're a dude. And that's so weird. That's, it's really common for guys to like pretend to be dudes, uh, to be, pretend to be chicks on the internet rather. Um, and, and, and that's just weird. <laughs> I like homeland says, Ruthie is a girl. 100%. Well, yeah, that's, I know she's a girl. That's, you know, I can tell she stopped listening to the show. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty good indicator that that was actually a girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay i miss her um i've never seen oh world castles just says she's never he's never even seen ruthie yeah she hasn't been on for like a couple few weeks i don't think i mean i don't know what happened to her um hopefully she'll come back though but we'll, we'll acquire new fans this is what i call like the growing paid growing pains uh, stage of a podcast where, you know, uh, where you uh, have to build up your audience and like anything else it starts out small and then starts to snowball after a while, I assume. Um, so this is still at the point where, uh, you know, it's word of mouth, uh, cause really how do you advertise this type of show? It's, it's easy for people that are celebrities that start a, um, their own podcast because they have a built in audience that those spring out from. And they can, you know, like their audience will start to listen right away because they'll be like, hey, people that already like me because I'm already famous, listen to this show I'm doing now. And, you know, and people will listen to that show. If you don't have that ability to at least tell people that your show exists, it's a lot harder to build a fan base for it. So, like, I'm sure the show isn't going to be ever for everyone. I'm not going to be for everyone. I'm sure, like, probably only one out of 10 people would even like this show. But if you have, 
if I could get enough of a voice to let everyone know about my show, one out of 10 people in, in the entire country is a very, is a, is a tremendously large fan base. Uh, so it's just getting the show out there. I firmly believe, uh, after doing this show this many years, uh, I could probably, if I had enough of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for marketing push that I could probably be good at it and successful and make money and, you know, have it be a real show that people listen to. So I could sell commercials and a lot of good shit, but I've never had the ability to at least get it out there for people to listen to in the first place. Uh, and Podbean is helping a little bit, uh, cause you know, it's, people randomly click on me uh and my followers go up every day so i know i know that people are listening even though my downloads have been down a little bit lately um so uh but like you know like i shit i'm up to 404 followers which doesn't sound like a lot but if you check around on podbean uh that's just the people that listen on podbean to us you know uh that's uh, a fair amount so um i'm uh hoping to grow that as well but that, that that's a good start uh, i i firmly like i said i firmly believe at some point there will be enough people listening to me that just by word of mouth that it will start to organically grow from there uh i i think having like a big guest on would be a very big boost like a big celebrity someone that could announce the show that they're going to be on the show um to uh, you know their fan base so i that which would allow me to get enough um new ears to possibly expand to the point where it starts growing like that. So that's one of the things I hope for. I've tried with some different celebrities. Ironically, uh, on episode two, when Pat Militich was on, uh, I, he, he might've been a big enough celebrity to have to help like that, but he never mentioned that he was going on the show uh, until afterwards. Uh, you know, until after the show was done, I'm not even sure if he mentioned that he was on the show afterwards. <laughs> So, uh, he didn't push it or anything like that. So while it was a good time to have him on, it didn't really help, uh, the show move forward as far as like popularity. Um, now of course we had the, uh, world famous Carrick on, but, uh, the irony of that is anybody that, uh, knows who Carrick is already knows about the show anyways. <laughs> so Carrick sucks. He, he was a good interview. It was, good. it was fun talking to him, you know, uh, I don't, I try not to make judgments on how people run their shit. So I can't, I'm not going to speak on that, but he, he was in an enjoyable conversation. I, I wouldn't mind having him on again. Interesting guy and all that good stuff. Curry, Colin Curl is this social. What's what I, God, you're really against social justice warriors, aren't you? Well, yeah, so that's the second time you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. He might be a little goofy, but I don't think he's a bad guy or anything like that. And come on, you know, who am I to call somebody goofy, right? <laughs> Hold on a second, I need a drink of water. Oh, oh, much better. Well, shit, look at the time, fellas. Uh, we did a whole nother show. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. I can't do a show without you guys. Uh, I want to thank Homeboy88 for calling in and my dog again. Uh, we're going to do this again tomorrow at six o'clock. Um, and the day after that at six o'clock and the day after that, after six o'clock, um, I'm seriously considering cutting back on days, but part of me feels like one of the only reasons that my podcast is anything other than the 50 million other podcasts out there is that it is a daily show. Um, I know that's pretty rare, so I don't, uh, I kind of don't want to let that go because I feel like I'm one of the few people that are actually doing something like that. Uh, it, it does pad my numbers on Podbeam quite a bit too. So I don't know. We'll talk about it some more. 
Um, the Homelander wanted to know if I knew that the fight card starts early tomorrow night at 2 p.m. Eastern stand, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I make my picks uh, like early morning tomorrow, so I should still be able to get that in time. But a good idea. <sighs> Anyways, uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 6. Uh, until then, I'm Passive J, and you guys have yourself a great day. Theme tune for the OG. Yeah.